WJOL News. Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show. Brian is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and success coach. Are you ready to move your vision forward and be inspired every Wednesday a little afternoon? Here is your host, Brian P. Swift. Good afternoon. This is Brian the Quadfather Swift. Happy Wednesday. It is beautiful out. I hope you get a chance to get outdoors. Please do today. I know we've been dodging the rain, but the sun's out. Get out. I'm a big get outside guy. If I could do this show outside, I would for numerous reasons. But as you well know, uh, uh, getting outside is so important to each of us. So enjoy the day. Enjoy the show. A quick note, Joliet Slammers baseball. If you are a baseball fan and like to go to the games, Joliet Slammers is a great show to go to, a great game to go to. They, I call it a show because they, they put it on like an event, which is awesome, especially for the kids. So you could go and watch some good baseball. You could go and be entertained. If you buy tickets, please uh, look for a code and use code SOAR, S-O-A-R, and a portion of the proceeds will be donated to SOAR Nonprofit, which is a 501c3 nonprofit that helps people with disabilities get outdoors. So please uh, and take the time when the when the sun's shining to get out, go see a good game, support SOAR, just use the code S-O-A-R. I also want to talk about CD&Me, which is a fantastic venue and location in Frankfurt, Illinois. If you're looking for a place to go on Thursdays, they always have some event going, a band, a comedian, wine tasting, uh, and over the weekends too. So uh, take the time, go online and check out, check them out. They're, they're fantastic in, indoor and outdoor venue to go to. And as you know, I like to kind of start out the show with a little quote. So uh, I, will, I will go that way. And, and here we go. You don't always need a plan. Sometimes you just need to breathe, trust, let go and see what happens. Don't wait for the perfect time to move forward. Just start moving forward. Uh, I'm a big believer in this. It's helped overcome obstacles. So if you're facing obstacles, continue to move forward. Take a breath, gather yourself, but please move forward. It, it's the route you want to go. And to give you a new perspective, uh, which I'm always talking about perspective, because Sometimes people are too quick to allow adversity to consume them. And if you're one of those people, remember, it's okay to get beaten by the circumstance. There are circumstances we're all going to get beat by, but it's not acceptable to stop moving forward. It's a way I've been blessed to live my life. I work with people and coach people to help them look at that perspective and the perspective of tough times and adversity that way. And we all, we, we're all, we often let, the flow of negative emotions control our reactions, uh, which creates more failure. And when this occur, when the, when this occurs, it's it's really time to rise up. It's time to take control of your emotions, make good choices, because that stopping that failure is only a period of time. It's just part of the process of you moving forward. And actually, sometimes you learn more from the failures than you do successes. And I think it's important to learn from these 
tough times from adversity. Uh, I know as an athletic coach, coaches learn more from losses than they do wins. We celebrate the wins. We're happy about the wins. We don't think about it as much. But when you lose, it definitely gives you time to dissect why. And I think the why is important. And to be honest with yourself. Because I believe everybody out there, every human has this incredible power to change their story at any time. So for me and the people I've worked with for the last 30 years, uh, it's incredibly empowering and life-changing that know that you can to know that you can create your own story at any time. So if you're going through anything tough, you're going through anything difficult, take that breath. You can change it. It will change. It's just a moment in time. So I've seen too many people accept this story of pain and blame and anger and sadness and, and then deal with the emotions of it. And you don't have to change your story. You have the power to do that. Don't let it hold you back from the many joys of life. And, and ultimately, we become prisoners of our own creation. Not always the circumstance that happened, but we don't deal with it always the best way. So if you're dealing with something difficult, remember, take that breath. It helps people realize that all the mental energy you use to continuously tell yourself this old story is the same amount of energy you need to create a new one. So don't waste time on the old story. Don't waste time on, on the old adversity, the, the old things that are consuming you. You don't need to redesign your life. You're not broken. Everything you need to make positive changes is already inside of you. All you really need to do is transfer your thoughts and actions toward creating your new journey, creating your new story, creating, creating the new you. And again, it's not about redesigning your life. Many times it's about redesigning the way you think. So I'm excited to have a guest on here, hopefully uh, in a few minutes. But first, we're going to hear from our sponsors. I've been very blessed to have some awesome sponsors. If you're a business or an entrepreneur and you'd like to sponsor the show, please uh, reach out and contact me at Brian at bswift6262 at gmail.com. I appreciate it. And now a word from our sponsor. 469-7315. Assured Insulation and Window Solutions. Based out of Frankfurt, we provide a full range of services including insulation, spray foam insulation, crawl space encapsulations, air sealing, duct testing, and energy audits. When you're looking to make your home as comfortable as possible, you need a home performance contractor who understands the interrelationship between every system in your home. Assured Installation Solutions is the friendly, reliable, certified, and verified home performance specialist you can trust. Find them online at assuredinstallationllc.com. Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show. Brian is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and success coach. Are you ready to move your vision forward and be inspired every Wednesday a little afternoon? Here is your host, Brian P. Swift. Welcome back on this sunny Wednesday. So let me ask you a question. Does happiness cause success or does success cause happiness? Something to think about, kind of the whole chicken and egg theory, which one comes first. So when you're asking yourself, 
you know, where to start in becoming the kind of person or the kind of leader you want to be, start by examining how often you operate from a place of optimism, from a place of happiness, from a place of, you know, looking forward to being that kind of person you want to be. Because I think it's only when you find that joy or when you find that happiness it def- in defining your vision that you'll truly be able to help others. So I think that the happiness is something that causes success, in my opinion. So remember that happiness causes success. The happier you are, the more you can transfer on other people and the happier they will be. And, and like a gigantic snowball, it will roll downhill and create success in you. So that is the answer to that question. I appreciate it. Uh, I want to talk about charisma. Uh, somebody had, it's a topic that came up uh, on another show I was on, and they were talking about charisma and character and how they kind of interact. And there's a lot of people out there that have charisma. There's a lot of people out there that have character. And, and how do they go together if they do at all? And I, I found something in, interesting that I, that I agree with, and I hope you do, that charisma attracts and character retains. So that, that charisma, that, that, we all know people that are charismatic out there, and they just have a way about them, and that does attract people. However, it's truly the character of that person that will retain your interest and retain who you are because I believe there's too many people that have a lot of charisma and too little character and their charisma will eventually betray them. I believe that's eventually what happens. Character means you walk your talk. It's the same as integrity. At least that's the way I look at it, that character is very close to integrity and character is who you are. Integrity is living that out. And charisma is the talk, but character is the walk. So something to think about. Um, You can have both. I believe you can have charisma and you can have character. And they're equally important to you as a person out there. And not everybody has to be this walking, charismatic, talking type of person. We all attract different people. And that's what makes all of you interesting. It makes people attract the people they want to be around and gives us an idea of kind of who we don't possibly want to be around. Next, I want to kind of talk about hobbies. Uh, I'm a big hobby guy. Love hobbies. Wish I had more time to chase hobbies down. Wish there there was a a way of uh, getting more people into more hobbies because I believe Hobbies are a great stress reliever. They are fantastic. Hobbies are often thought of as activities for people who lead quiet, relaxed lives, but people with full, busy, and even stressful lives may need these hobbies more. Um, You may think you don't have time. You may think that you don't really have a hobby, but, but you do. There, you do need them. You need them extremely 
extremely important to your existence, to your life. That there's crazy health benefits, benefits of hobbies. Um, you know, taking a break and, and getting that mind and body away from the daily grind in that work is so important. So hobbies provide that silence of work. They they create this free and I guess free of responsibility time in your schedule. So they are crazy important to have. Uh, it's especially welcome for people who feel overwhelmed by all the things you do to recharge their batteries by doing something they enjoy. So in, take, a, take a piece of paper, write down some of the hobbies that you had, write down some of the hobbies you'd like to pursue and pursue those hobbies. I think that's important. And, and next, our guest is called in. He's a remarkable man, and we're going to put Zach Hodgkins on the line. Zach, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Zach, um, you are a big baller. You play for Ball is Life, but that's not truly your story. As remarkable as you are, and you are remarkable, and with this era of so many ways to be seen out there, whether it be on Facebook, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be on Instagram, um, tell us us a little about... uh, your ball is life story because I know it's watched by so many people and you're an incredible ball player. So when did your ball, uh, your, your ball is life journey begin? Oh, wow. My ball is life journey only began uh, a little over a year and a couple months ago. So, wow. um, you know, I'm 26. Um, I almost gave up on basketball at like 24 and 25. And, um, but you know, I just had such a a strong passion and knew that I could inspire some people through what I I envisioned. So I stuck with it and, uh, you know, your dreams can come to fruition if you stick with it. Now, I mean, I haven't shared with them the the real impressive part. I mean, if, if they watch you and I've coached basketball for 22 years from high school on down, um, I, I have, numerous friends that played at a collegiate level and no, I, I, when I see talent, I'm pretty good at spotting talent. So it's not the fact that you have talent and you're dedicated and committed. It's the fact you do it really with one arm, one and a half arms. I don't know what the right ways to call it. <laughs> we'll call it one and a half. One and a half. <laughs> so how, so uh... go ahead. Uh, just it's um, it was an umbilical cord accident uh, during board, uh, during birth, and it's right at my elbow. It's cut off right at my elbow. For anybody listening, that's so. I, and that was going to be one of my questions: How did it happen? And and so you've dealt with this since birth. This isn't something that happened to you at twenty years old. Correct. So you've dealt with this, and found a way to get by it. Found a way not to let it slow you down because. You walked on at the University of Florida to play basketball, right. correct? Yes, sir. I played for uh, Billy Donovan, who coaches the Bulls right now. Um, you know, that was, a, that was a blessing, for sure, to play for somebody like that. So we have certain things in common. One, I'm, I'm confined to a wheelchair, 
and I'm a C5, C6 quadriplegic, and as a coach, and as uh, I played a lot of wheelchair sports, I'm imagining you've dealt with the looks, right? You mm-hmm. walk on a basketball court, and you you deal with the looks, right? Of course, of course. Have you gotten comfortable? And, uh, Have you gotten comfortable? I mean, not only looks, but you know, people will say stuff right to your face, um, especially when you're 26 and you know playing at a professional level. It's uh, you know. It's not all fun and games, and people take it very serious. So not only did I deal with the looks growing up, now I deal with people saying stuff right to my face. So, um, you know, it's nothing I can't handle. It's nothing I haven't been through before. Um, But there is a certain mindset that you have to have in order to keep going forward. That's for sure. And that doesn't happen overnight. I mean, you had to develop that, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all the ups and downs of wanting to quit and just feeling like I want to hide in my room for days. And, you know, um, these things come and go, but, you know, I try to keep that fighting spirit in me uh, just for other people. So, well, you do owe one, you owe it to yourself and that's the biggest person you owe it to, to probably owe it to your family and friends that are close to you and feel the pain when we feel the pain. But it, and I don't know if you think this way, all the people you inspire that have disabilities that are out there just trying to do the things they love. Um, you know, my hat goes off to you. Not, not, not because you lost your arm. It's because of what you do with what you have right now. That's my hat goes off to you. And I watch your games. I watch you play. And I know the talking that goes on because a lot of it has to be beeped out. Because, I, I mean, I've been on the court. I wasn't always in a wheelchair. And I, I know the kind of talking that happens. And you're right. People don't care. When you get on a court and you're passionate, it's about winning, period. Mm-hmm. And they don't see you any differently than they see anybody else. You are, you are purely the other team. So question mm-hmm. two, are you a trash talker? Um, I, don't ever tra- I don't ever talk first. But I will respond. All right. I I don't see you talking first. Um, you know, with the exception of after you've done those, you know, that, that spin move and turn around in your face three-pointer from, you know, way out and, and, and coming back and, and cheering on the team. I, I really don't see you trash talking. Uh, I was never near the degree you were at playing basketball, that's for sure. But I did like talking a little trash because I believed it helped me get the other guy out of his game, which kind of brought him down to my level, which ultimately is that that's what it's about, right? They want to bring you down to their level. Well, you want to hear something funny is, um, I mean, I can guarantee 99.9 of people that guard me have never guarded somebody with one arm before. So they already don't know what to expect and opening my mouth would only further give them information. So being quiet, it just keeps them in a mystery, and they have no idea what to do against me. So I just try to be quiet. <laughs> That's awesome. And so let me ask you, have you always been right-handed? Um, yeah, but my whole left body is, I'm like left-side dominant throughout my whole body. So I, I, I would like to believe I would be left-handed if I had one. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> I, it would be frightening to think what you would do, how good you would be. But you know what? Woulda, shoulda, coulda. 
what you're doing now is making well, the best of your journey, right? See, that's a loaded that's a loaded um, thought to me because I thought like that before, and it's like this. You know, maybe if I had two hands, I wouldn't have the ambition that I have. I think having one hand has made me want to go get things and made me want to reach out and open doors and meet people. Um, I think it's a blessing in disguise, to be completely honest. I so agree. I think you. having two hands, I wouldn't even have half the life I have today. I wouldn't have half the passion I have. Um, so I thank God that I'm like this and I wouldn't trade it, to be honest. So I get a, I get asked the same question. Would you have accomplished what you have if you were not in a wheelchair? And I can honestly 100% say that I have accomplished more because I'm in the wheelchair versus not being in the wheelchair. Being in the wheelchair has right. driven me way more than not being, if I never was in the wheelchair. I never would have, I never would have went on to, I probably wouldn't have gone to school. Not that that makes you a good person or a bad person. I definitely would not have gone to law school. I definitely wouldn't have opened a nonprofit. I mean, I definitely wouldn't have the confidence I do to roll into a room um, I, or the confidence to get on. I played a lot of uh, wheelchair sports and uh, played with amazing players that, that are just what they, what they do in a wheelchair is unbelievable. I don't know if you guys have ever played a wheelchair basketball team, but I think that would be interesting. We just got to keep you away from the dunking, all you guys, because you all do it. It's such yeah. a crazy high level. Um, uh, unbelievable. Yeah. That some of the guys you play well, I've, kind of, I've come to the realization that I would just go in circles if I ever had to be in a wheelchair because I'm only right-handed. You know what? <laughs> Actually, they have an adaption for that where they have two rims on the side and you push one to go one way and you push the other to go the other way. I think you would be a terror in a wheelchair, to be honest with you. Um, and, well, there we go. Sign you know, me up. But you're, but you're not. And, and thank gosh, because uh, playing against somebody with, with your talent, and it's not just the physical talent. I mean, a, you play a team sport and there's got to be, and you play with so many different players that, there's really got to be a lot of cohesion. How do you develop that? Like, how do you work so well together playing with so many different players? Um, well, I, I come from a sports-oriented family, uh, from cousins to uncles to mom and dad. Uh, it's just kind of in, you know embedded in me. So um, I love sports. No matter what sport it is, man, I, I've, I've tried it, played it, loved it. So uh, there's just something about um, basketball to me that I just I love the atmosphere and the intensity and the speed so um, you know no matter who I'm playing with it's just the, the creativity that basketball allows you to have is um, it's never ending so I get excited every time I love playing with new people that's awesome that's awesome I, I like like minded like you I, I love sports and I've done everything uh, before I got hurt played every sport uh, probably with the exception of ice hockey, uh, but street hockey. And then after I got hurt, played as many wheelchair sports, including swimming, and actually uh, did my first triathlon about three years ago, uh, which uh, sprint triathlon three years ago, which was awesome. And I actually did the swimming part and the three-mile run part, and I had my son do the 13-mile bike. 
So I, eventually I'd like to get a awesome. hand cycle and do the hand cycling. So you're somebody who I believe has grit. What is your definition of grit? I mean, straight up, just not quitting when things go bad. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's what it takes. I mean, because you stop yourself. Nobody else can stop you. So I think that's what it is. I mean, just powering through those hard moments when you want to quit or uh, you feel embarrassed or you feel down. You feel like you didn't, you know, exceed your expectations. You just got to keep going. You got to wake up the next day and do it all again and have what I say um, you know, one of my favorite trainers um, that taught me basketball growing up, he would just always say, you got to have amnesia in this life. You got to have amnesia. And uh, that was the best advice I ever got. It's true, right? You got to have a short memory at certain times, correct? Correct. They, they say correct. that about, you know, a, a, a quarterback that throws a interception, right? A, a pitcher that, you know, mm -hmm. gets knocked out of the park. You got, you have to have a short memory. And you said, yeah, well, I'll give you like, I shot an air ball the other day at one of our at one of our events, and I that was the first air ball I've ever shot at one of these big events that we do. And I was so embarrassed. And you know, a good buddy of mine was like, "Hey, even Steph Curry shoots air balls." And I kid you not, I went home that night. I went home that night, watched Steph Curry play because he was on TV, and he shot a damn air ball. And um, just like man, we're all human, and we just gotta just get past our own selves. It's all in our head, really. You're, you're right. And, and just think, even the greats, can you imagine Michael Jordan and guys like, you know, the the, the Black Mamba, God, God rest his soul, you know, Kobe. These guys have coaches. I mean, it's, it's almost hard to believe, isn't it? Like, how great, they still have coaches. Right. They, they still have people reminding them have a short memory they still have people reminding them and helping them get through these tough mental more mental downs than than physical downs um, because if you can keep mentally up your i believe your body will follow you've definitely should prove that i think mental's first always because you can't go work out unless you're feeling right in the head right a hundred percent and it's even worse to go to try to work out when you're not feeling right and you know you got to push right. through. Right. Yeah, you're not going to do it right. You're not going to be relaxed. Like, yeah, it's tough. So, question: Do you think grit can be taught? Do I think grit can be taught? Yes. I do. I think it just depends on the person. Right. Uh, the person has to just fully accept uh, whatever's happening to them in their life. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more about just being realistic with yourself. That's, and then, and then you can be, go from there, I believe. Because at some point you would accept this is the way you are and you, mm -hmm. you're going to still do the things you want to do, play basketball, play baseball, play football, whatever it was, because of your love for sports and have right. a, like, go ahead. Uh, and what I mean by that is like, I love basketball so much. And I've always wanted to be Michael Jordan. I've always wanted to be in the NBA. But I took a long, hard look at myself and said, okay, I'm, I'm not the tallest, the fastest, the most athletic, and I have one hand. What's the next best thing that I can do for my life? And, what, and when somebody accepts that, then you can proceed forward. Does that make sense? 100%. You know, as a kid... Go ahead. No, Sorry. I was going to say, as a kid, my last name is Swift. 
which is a horrible name to give a slow white kid, right? And I, picked, <laughs> I, I in high school, I was a good-sized kid, you know, for coming out of grammar school. And I remember the coaches, talking to the coaches, but, man, I just could not run fast. And I had a coach tell me, man, Swift, I love your heart, but if you were in a race with a pregnant woman, you'd come in third place. I mean, I, I, just, <laughs> I just was not fast. I mean, it just, I tried, and I tried, and, and, and whatnot, but I just was not very swift. So I guess uh, in, in the end, I'm lucky that my dad didn't name me Not-So, because that would have been a horrible right. <laughs> But you do have to accept it, right? I mean, at some point, you have to accept this and, and laugh and, and be good and be comfortable with it. Right, of course. And that's just the best version of yourself is just the best version of you. You don't can't compare yourself to other people. That's where you get lost or that's where you fail every time. 100%. And, and because I can tell you and I can tell everybody on your team who their worst enemy is. And I don't even know half. I don't know any of those people. And I'm just getting to know you. And I, and I hope this continues because I think you've got an amazing journey ahead of you because you have an amazing story because you have amazing heart. And I think you've got vision in you to, that knows there's more ahead of you. And, and I know we talked, I hope I, I, I'd love to be a part of that with you and, and, and help you share that vision and that passion. Absolutely. So you think it could be taught. I believe it could be learned. You can't force somebody to be gritty. Would you agree? Oh, of course. And that's what I mean by, you know, it takes, it, it depends on the person. 100%. For real, just accepting. Yeah. And let me ask you this. When did you think you really, when did you uh, accumulate this character trait of grit? I mean, did you, did you like all of a sudden, do you think it happened in grammar school? You think in high school, when you really got gritty about who you were? I remember, I remember the specific day that I learned that I was different. Um, and just, you know, kids will let you know in school. They, yeah. they, they won't hold back. Yeah, they will. So, I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, first first grade on the playground. Um, you know, this, the kids, they, I don't even think they knew what they were doing, but they were putting their arms in their shirt and sticking their elbow out. Oh, my um, God. You know, that's, oh, that's sure. kind of been, like, the thing for me my whole life. Like, when somebody, like, kids, when they want to make fun of me, they do that move, you know, so they look like me. And I remember just, like, seeing three kids on the playground doing that at me, laughing at me, and then that's when I realized, wow, okay, I do have one I am, like, I'm different. And from then on out, I just kind of, you know, followed my own set of rules and, and kind of just realized that you know, these things, these tasks that people are taking and, and doing every day, I, it's not going to be the same for me. Not that I didn't want to do it, I just knew that right. I'm going to have to figure other things out for myself. So that's where grit comes into play, you know, the things that you want to do, the things you want to get invited to and be normal, it's not going to happen for you. So you just got to accept that. And then that's when, uh, that's when you start developing grit and, and powering through those moments, for sure. No, 100%. And, and, and what your normal is might not be my normal. You know what I mean? And what, what that other person's normal is, and we talk about normal, but, I mean, what is truly normal? I mean, if normal is everybody right. being the same way, I don't want to be normal by any stretch, you know? I've, I've seen normal. I think normal lies in places like frat houses and <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, you, yeah, like sheep. Right? People, I mean, just, 
people, yeah, places where people want to fit in and, and do like-minded things that are pointless. Um, you know, I think that's being normal. I think, you know, looking outside of the box and seeing like what you could actually, could, could I impact, you know, can I leave an impact on people's lives when I'm not here anymore? That's what you got to look for. And that's what I look for in people. Well, you, you've got a lot in your story to tell. Even more, you've got a lot in front of you that is going to make up your story. Um, that, that nobody has any idea of what that's going to be. But uh, moving on to basketball, you have a big tournament coming up, right? Next week, is it? That's right. Uh, we're going to California. Um, Ball is Life is where Cal- um, they're based out of California. So when we have these big events, we go out there, Irvine. Uh, we're going to be playing the West Coast squad again. Um, you know, I love all those guys. And I think this time we're going to make it like a mashup, like a little all-star game. So nice. uh, we're going to switch up the te- switch up the teams and uh, and then see what happens and play each other. So it should be a lot of fun for the well, fans. That should be. Because you're used to, I mean, I'm used to watching you and uh, the other guys kind of play together as a team. But mixing things up is definitely going to make it interesting. And I'm sure out there, like, like the other places you go, they're playing at a crazy high level. And no matter what what level you're playing at, when you get on the court, when you get on, when you go to the arena, you're playing to win. You're playing for pride. I mean, you're not out there playing, you know, to sign a contract. You're out there playing for pride. Mm-hmm. Does that... You know, I heard... I heard... What'd you say? No, I said go ahead. Oh, I just heard... Um... I heard Steve Nash in an interview the other day talk about his, his career and that how every time he would be warming up before his NBA games, he'd look at the other team and think, how the hell am I going to play against these guys? <laughs> like, look at me and look at them. And once he got in that game, it was just game mode and he forgot all about it and played great. And that was the first person to ever understand that's how I feel every single time I'm about to play. I'm like, how am I going to hang with these guys? Like, how am I going to do this? And then I get out there and I just start flowing and everything kind of dissipates. I thought that was always so funny because I do feel like that. And you know what the interesting thing is? I believe there's probably a ton of professional and semi-pro and people at, at, a, at a collegiate level that feel the same way. I bet you there are pros that walk out there and go, how do I, how am I going to stop? How am I going to compete? How am I going to make an impact? I think we that that sure. self doubt, man. That that that'll take your legs out from under you, I, you know, in a heartbeat. And mm-hmm. that's where you talk about, you know, having a short memory and having amnesia. You really do have to have that. Yeah, and I think grit comes to play there too. You just gotta say, you know, screw it, and and put your head down and go. No, I agree, and and you should be getting a package of. From from me, which I, I should be coming within the next day or so. So um, I'm kind of anxious to talk with you again as time goes on. And um, definitely excited to get a chance to watch you guys play. I don't know when you post it or you're, you post it live or when you run them. But uh, oh, I get caught up in, and so does my one son who's uh, still at home uh, watching Ball is Life. I tell you, if you like... You like being, and I grew up a park rat, and I don't know if you know, you're too young to probably know what a park rat is, but I grew up playing ball, you know, playing ball at all the different gyms in the park districts. So when I played, mm-hmm. you went in the, you walked in the park or you walked to the park, and if there was somebody 
10, 15 years older. You just played. And they didn't treat you like you were 10, 12, 15 years younger. They didn't care. They were there to play. So you just grew up, I mean, in a way different environment. So I grew up in this environment where, like, you didn't play just with kids your own age. You played with grown men and, and young men and a little bit of everybody. And I'm going to tell you, that's, that's an awakening um, because it's so real. It's not everybody wins, right? Everybody gets a trophy. It was, it, 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 it's, right. it's different when you've got to go out there and earn it with guys that are uh, ten to, maybe better than you'll ever be. So it's, it's, an, it's interesting. Do, so do you still, after seeing, and I'm sure you've watched yourself on tape, do you still feel that way when you walk on the court? Like how, you know, that, that how am I going to compete way? Or have you gotten, you know, is that something you've gotten past? Um, it comes and goes. <laughs> it's funny, uh, at this point in my life, I know that I could always rely on my jump shot. So I'm not that scared. <laughs> I'll just, if you're going to guard me tight, I'll just scoot up further. So that's always, you know, I always have that to fall back on. But um, for sure, I mean, I see um, 18 year old kids that, you know, genetic freaks that come out to oh. these parks and, and even 40-year-old pros that, you know, talk about they've, they've played everywhere overseas and, you know, they're polished. So, man, yeah, definitely still have, you know, doubts, but I never, like, fully doubt myself. I'm just – it's just like that anxiety moment or sure. butterfly moment. That's that's all it really is. Um, I definitely have the skill set to compete. It's just, yeah, you, you always get a little nervous because oh, there definitely. are some crazy athletes. We, we play against some crazy athletes sometimes. So You do. Um, and that's the fun part, too. Well, I mean the chal- I mean the challenge is is almost becomes a a drug, and it you know it's almost addicting, right. right? To 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 feel that way, even though it comes out as nervous butterflies, but once you get out there, the feeling you get being on a court and playing at that level, you can't get any other way. You can't right. get that through medication. You can't get that through. I don't care whatever. I mean that 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 pride and that feeling inside comes from the accomplishments and the in the in the the blood sweat and tears you put in. So, any secrets to your success? What what have you been taught? What have you been drilled mm-hmm. on? What secrets to your success do you have to share? Yeah, for whoever, whoever's listening, I mean, it's not about. I'm not going to give you a secret to success to play a professional basketball. Mine's just the secret to a good mindset and being happy is, I mean, you got to fully accept who you are, how God made you or whatever you believe in. You just are who you are. And until the day that you fully accept that and make fun of yourself and not care, you're not going to be happy. And the day that I realized that and started making fun of my arm and smiling at people when they stared at me instead of getting upset, my whole life changed, and 100%. you know, I just want to pre—I just want to preset it to anybody listening, man. Just, just be who you are, and you know, laugh about it. That's all we can do. Hundred percent. I mean, I get jokes. My family around me now. I mean, in, in extended family, joking about the wheelchair, or me in the wheelchair, or the names. You know, it, it's just funny. I mean, you have to because it, you have to laugh. I mean, and 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 you yeah, have you to, have to. and you said it. You got You have to be comfortable with yourself. So awesome, awesome. As you know, I'm I'm writing a book on grit. 
And that's why I wanted to get your questions to you, Grit, because I'd like to throw mm-hmm. your, your answers in the book, if it's okay with you. Um, definitely. Your insights are important, especially to people who haven't, you know, not that we ever master ourselves in our minds, but it's a, it's a journey, right? Not so much a destination. And so far, you've right. done a good job of mastering something that a lot of other people wouldn't have mastered. And that's not your level of basketball. That's your level of comfort and confidence with a disability. Mm-hmm. So I look, I look forward to that. And I'm going to wish you well on your event next week, but you will hear from me before then. So you're going to have to go out there because uh, I will be watching uh, that game when you go to California and play. So stay healthy, so. stay okay. healthy, s- stay driven. I appreciate the time you took to be on the show. I will get you a copy of it once I get it and we'll get it out to you. And I'm a big follower for those out there listening, follow, 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 follow. If you love sports and athletics, this is ball is life. Watch these gentlemen, these young men play because it's pretty amazing, especially if, if you love sports, and I do, and I'm sure most of our listeners do. So follow, follow, follow Zach uh, and ball is life. Zach, thank Absolutely. you so much for being a guest. Thank you for your insights. And uh, I appreciate your time. Uh, we will definitely touch base and connect with you. Good luck next week. And I appreciate uh, all, all your, your honest thoughts. So have a great day and look forward to touching base with you. Hey, thanks for having me on and giving me the opportunity. And for anybody listening, I appreciate you. So yeah, it was great, man. Thanks. Take care, Zach. We're going to go to commercials, listen to our sponsors. Take care. And receive a 15% off discount. Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show. Brian is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and success coach. Are you ready to move your vision forward and be inspired every Wednesday a little afternoon? Here is your host, Brian P. Swift. Welcome back to All Things Inspirational. I hope you're enjoying the Wednesday. Hopefully you're out walking or doing something fun while you're listening. And I'm going to wrap this up. We're talking about hobbies uh, before our guest called in. And I I think hobbies are important. I think that taking a break is critical in life. I think experiencing the things you experience while you're doing a hobby, sometimes it's just the the numbness of not thinking and, and just doing that's amazing amazing period of time that creates this place for you that you can't get created other places. So some of the other benefits of a hobby. So for some, it's a social outlet, right? I mean, your hobby may be something that lends yourself to being part of a group activity, maybe golfing, uh, maybe knitting circles, book writing, uh, book groups are good example, writing groups. So uh, basketball, whatever that may be, but some of our hobbies end up being social outlets. Again, extremely important in life to have these uh, times to become friends or closer to others that are worth your time. How about enjoying positive pleasures, right? I mean, life in, the, in, in our lives, especially 
post-COVID, um, I think we're trying to get back to normal, not new normal, just normal, is, is a time where we need more positive pleasures. And I think hobbies, and it's been shown, there's been plenty of psychological studies that show, you know, it makes life worthwhile when you discover some of these pleasures, these activities that bring fun back into life. Uh, they're great for relaxa- relaxation, enjoyment, and, and, and in other ways. So enjoy those positive pleasures of having a hobby. It's worth it. I think uh, the the next thing is receiving gratifications. Uh, again, from psychological studies on down, uh, show it's important that our activities are enjoyable, that they are positive, and they bring meaning and fun to life. So this gratification that you might get from whether it be fishing, golfing with people, other activities, or doing something on your own, I'm... I do woodworking. I love going into the garage and working on live edge tables and making things. And there's nothing else that gives me that feeling. It shuts out the world around me. It brings me to a peaceful state. I enjoy it. It brings happiness to others when I make something for them or I make it and we we donated it to a, a good cause. So that gratification from some of the hobbies you have out there are so important because for me, I almost get in this meditative state where I lose track of time and really feel removed from the stressors of life. But yet I'm totally engaged. And I think that's the feeling we all need. We all need to be removed from the stressors and hobbies are a great way to do it because you're choosing what your hobby is. You're choosing how much time to put into it. You're in control. And I think that's a feeling that we all need and we all want back is that feeling of control so that that gratification can lead to a definitely to lead to a reduction in stress and a sense of well-being so keep searching out those hobbies you used to have those hobbies maybe that you don't do or maybe even better take on a new hobby so that new hobby, so it gives you that work-free feeling, that free time on your schedule, because there are so many benefits to having hobbies. Those are just a few that I kind of ran off. Today's a great day, especially if you have an outdoor hobby. I would say reach out for your outdoor hobby, start a new one, and go out for a walk as you hear me talk, I will reference Mother Nature and grounding. And grounding is basically getting outdoors and being in touch with Mother Nature, whether that's just walking in the grass with your shoes off um, or spending time out in nature to soak up all the wonderful things that Mother Nature has for us. And, and lastly, you know, hobbies, they, they really help us from, they, they, I'll call it starve out burnout. So they bring us a sense of fun and freedom to life that helps us really minimize the impact of chronic stress because I believe that chronic stress has been thrown at us uh, in, in, in a way these last couple of years that is unseen and we still don't know the, the, really the, the, the result of what we've all been through. But again, having hobbies, that's how I got through it. 
um, be, being intentional with people and figuring out how to keep from burning out. So that low control, high demand jobs that a lot of people are in, you'll feel less burnt out if you have a hobby. So recover through hobbies, recover from your stress, recover from your angst, recover from all the, all the negative things in your life with a hobby. And I, I don't think we think of hobbies as that, but they truly are that helpful. And in winding up kind of talking about mother nature and talking about grounding, I'm going to tell you to be like a tree. It may sound funny, but let me explain it. You need to be like a tree, which means stay grounded, connect with your roots, turn over a new leaf, bend before you break, and enjoy your unique beauty and keep growing. Keep growing. Something you always have to do is be moving forward, uh, looking forward to that next thing, and you are the one who creates that next thing. So that's how you find your power again. Be like a tree. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you listening to the show. If you have any questions, if you have any topics you'd like her to, to talk for me to talk about or discuss, please reach out to me and, and contact me. Uh, be swift 6262 at gmail.com. I appreciate it. I think I might have said net the first time, but again, it's BSWIFT6262 at gmail.com. I'd be glad to answer your questions. I'd be glad to help you on your journey and uh, be glad to talk about any topics that you would like talked about or discussed. Thank you again to all my sponsors. We're going to we're going to get off the air now and end the show. Let you get outside and enjoy your time. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Thanks.